Tony Hayden up in his motherfucker. We talking about Jerry, Gerald Jones, love child or love not child. No, you you. Okay. No, you you talking about Jerry, and I'm 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 mentioning his name. Those are two different things. Oh, oh, oh. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Here come the hand. Oh, oh, my bad. I was having flashbacks. Yeah. No MC Hammer. <laughs> oh, man. Sitting out here on this good porch today. Let's torch Let's torch it, man. Hey, Aaron, 200 million. Four more years. 200 million. 150 Not million enough. Million. Not enough. Not enough? Not enough? Nah, man. I mean, he's only the Paul Pierce of the NFL. One ring, that is. That's the reference. One ring, Paul Pierce. Yeah, but I got to live in Wisconsin, though. If I got to live in Wisconsin, you know, I mean, come on, man. When I go out, well, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, when I go outside every day, I, I have to hire somebody to, uh, you know, to carry a mirror so I can look at myself so I don't fall down. <laughs> Touche. Touche. Aaron, man. NFL, this is the week, man. You guys are going to see a lot of crazy transactions because this is the week leading into next week. This is the end of 2021, basically. Let me sum it up in a nutshell. So they're clearing the books. They got the budget. I think it's 208. I'm going to call it 208, a round number. $208 million is a salary cap for the year. So some people are going to make the cut as far as those superstars, those, uh, those, those players that must make up the team. Uh, we've already seen a few cuts, you know, not surprising. The all-pro linebacker, Wagner, was cut by Seattle, and then Seattle had a bird, flew they coop. Mm. He, head, he headed for the Rocky Mountains. Russell, mm. Mu- oh, what they say, what they call him? Dangerous, dangerous Russell Wilson. You know what I'm saying? He's out of here, man. I think he's from Wisconsin. Yeah, man, he went to uh, you know, muck up some commas up in the in the hills of uh, Denver. Well, no you know we, should, you know we said about Denver. You know, Denver's an old early two thousand model with a lot of space to change out that transmission in forty six hours. So, <laughs> you know, uh, I would, I expect him to do some big some big things. Uh, are they still for sale, the Broncos? I forgot. I got to check my PayPal. Yeah, uh, man, and John, John Elway does not have enough cash or partners to go in and purchase that team right now. Oh, so he probably so he probably needs to go to a car lot and sign some autographs. We'll make it up in a week, right? Nah, they were they were speculating that him and Peyton Manning were jumping together, and still, even their money put together is not enough to to buy that franchise. They're saying it's going to be a whopping four billion dollars is the estimated value to or cost to purchase the team. And by most accounts, you can do the network net worth search for John Elway, as well as uh, Peyton Manning and Cumulative. Their net worth is uh, just south of $300 million. So, Oh, we need to call Archie. Uh, yeah, no deal. What do you mean? Deal but, deal but no deal. Well, no, well, somebody, because Peyton, didn't, he needs to call Archie. He needs to suck up his pride and just call Archie, right? Well, he can suck up his pride. And, and again, it's going to be an investment group. So everybody's going to, it's, it's going to be a face, you know, like with uh, 
the Florida Marlins was the most recent team that had some celebrity purchases happen. Um, so I'm sure there's going to be a group of them that goes into this buy. However, in the grand scheme of things, as far as the face of the franchise, who's going to be leading it, running it, spearheading it, I don't think Archie's going to get involved because if you go back and you check the records, um, I don't know. I just don't. I don't see him getting involved. That's well, if Archie, if Archie's not gonna get him, and how much you say they're looking for? What four billion? Four billion, baby. Well, here's our chance, minority owners, to not become no, a minority. What's up? <laughs> okay, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh go ahead, no, ahead. no. I'm, 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 hey, my deepest apologies for cutting off that statement. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, no, I'm just saying, you know, uh, minority owners can get in right now, so we don't end up on the minority report. <laughs> so it, it, it's one of those things. And I figured since JV's been on a lot of uh, Simpson episodes with Roger Goodell, you know, we could put our heads together and rub two nickels in the uh, Mile High City, right? Um, No. Yes and no. Uh. So if, if, if we had to run it down, right, and we're talking about from a minority ownership standpoint, mm-hmm. from a minority ownership standpoint, we're looking at uh, we're looking at Robert Smith, who's a, a, a billionaire, and his supposed net worth is worth six point seven billion dollars. So structurally, I'm, I would I would perceive that you know he could go in and purchase it as the majority owner himself. And you know, kind of work down. But as far as uh, African American billionaires, American billionaires, there's three right now. Four, four. Who said I was talking about African Americans? Well, you said minority black owners. Yeah. Right? Oh, oh bl- bl- well, no, I didn't know. Bl- oh, so bl- we're the only one on that list too. Uh, well, you only got four options, man. Oh, you got you got Robert Smith, who's a financial uh, guy. That's where he's made his wealth. Robert F. Smith, if you call, he paid off the debt a few summers back for the graduating class. I think it was 2018 of Morehouse College down in Atlanta, an all male institution, where he uh, he pretty much wiped the debt clean for those uh-huh. in that in that 2018 graduating class, if I'm not mistaken. You got Kanye, uh, and he goes by Ye. He's uh, unofficially valued at $1.8 billion, uh, although he says, you know, he's worth $10 billion. He Or he's gone on record by saying that on Drink Champs. We have David Stewart. If you don't know who David Stewart is, I think you and I talked about this before. But uh, he's the chairman and founder of Worldwide Technology, one of the largest African-American businesses in America, made his money in the tech world. So he's worth $5.8 billion. And it's the last one that I'm going to bring up right here. Oprah Winifrey, $2.6 billion, but I'm quite sure she's not interested in purchasing the team. I really would be surprised if her name starts to circulate as a whole. So those are your uh, potential black billionaires who could honestly just step up and, uh, you know, take or assume 
a lead role to purchase the Denver Broncos, which is, by my account, the uh, it's Atlanta's little brother. It's a, it's a mini Atlanta to me, the city of Denver that is. Oh, uh, that that uh, makes that is that is that makes absolutely no sense. Okay, so you say got to go there. To, you got to go there to experience it. Well, I mean, you said uh, you're talking about Denver, Colorado, like uh, like Denver, Colorado. Denver, Colorado, baby. Huh. I remember when I was out there, that was the first time I went to a Russian restaurant. Hey, shout out to my Russians down there, man. Russian supermarket, <laughs> Boca Raton, Florida. My guy over there, man. Big up, big up, big up, man. I hope y'all doing all right over there, man. To my guys over there at the Russian supermarket, man. Two great guys that I worked with for years in that in that area, man. Really? Uh, can I tell you something right quick, Tom? So if you take uh, uh, potato skins and you uh, boil them, you can make vodka. Absolutely. I, I mean, we, we had many drinks out there, man. Oh, yeah, we had many drinks, many drinks. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But I mean, the store was the store was a Russian supermarket, but you know, the main guy he was from uh, Armenia, and uh, the other fellow was from Georgia, Georgia, the country of, not the state. Oh, okay. I'm about to say because I get kind of confused over there because their countries last like ten to fifteen years, and Georgia is still a different country in the U.S. Right? Hey, I hear that, man. It is. It is. But man, they always had they had some great vodka, man. Purple cabbage, pickled mm. herring, oh, and yeah. that old that old good old uh, pierogies, baby. And mm. great pierogies, man. So. Shout out to those guys. Oh yeah, no, I like they're they're pretty good. Uh, when it comes to machinery and things of that sort, uh, those guys over there are uh, well endowed individuals. Hey, buzz cut, haymaker. Um, yeah, man. What else we got going on out here, man? Around the league, we got a uh, again. That's Aaron. He's gonna stay put in Green Bay. Nobody wanted to deal with that headache, man. Hey, 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 come on. And this is what I'm, we talked before we were, we recorded this show, and you told me that you were going to be a little more enlightened. You can't come at Aaron Rodgers like that. Hey, you know? man, I'm calling I'm calling a spade a spade, man. All right, so when he's playing your team and it's, it's tied up and there's two minutes hey. left. Hey, hot take, right? Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is – tame version of Antonio Brown. Oh. Huh. No hope it. Well, you know, Aaron Rodgers is not happy. Aaron Rodgers didn't want that money. Aaron Rodgers wanted to own some of that team. Well, ain't going to happen. (laughs) <laughs> so he ain't so it, but but the only problem is we have to make Aaron happy if we're going to make the economy of Green Bay uh last or flourish. Hey, last I checked it was a Lombardi's world. Mm. And, uh he only uh, he he's only hoisted the trophy once. And his illustrious statistics that is career, statistical career. Yeah, well, I mean, I think Tom Brady, 
I, I think he said his favorite type of barbecue was mesquite, and mm. they uh, they cooked that type of barbecue mainly in the southern regions of the greater United States of America, particularly in the southwest region of the Dallas area. And I'll leave it at that. That's right, man. Cheese, curds, and turds. Leave it at that. Cheese, curds, and turds, man. We'll leave uh, a error. We'll, we'll put him on ice where he belongs in Green Bay, back on the mantle until I love Kobe. Start. And uh, we got uh, again Russell Wilson out out in um, Denver. Will he see the? Will 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 he will he have the success that Peyton Manning had when he jumped ship and left Indianapolis after a great career? Kind of like a deja vu all over again for Denver. That is, they're they're getting one of the most heralded heralded quarterbacks in uh, recent years, and he gets an opportunity to put on a show with the offense that's almost in place at this point. Man, they got to work on a little defense. Of course, everyone needs an alignment or two to help the situation, but I think Denver has an opportunity to compete, which is going to be a real tough, 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 tough division because he's jumping in. He's jumping in the, the division with Pat Mahomes' uh, car if he doesn't leave uh, the Las Vegas Raiders and himself. So that's going to be a dogfight division, man. That, that, well, yeah. that's like that's like the new NFC League. Well, but the Broncos organization as a whole, uh, personally to me, is the equivalency of the San Antonio Spurs in basketball. Um, Just because after – they seem to be one of those teams after somebody gets finished with a dynasty, they're always ready to implement their opportunity right away. Because if you think about it, I had to fall in love with Terrell Davis you know, after me and my relationship with Emmitt Smith was over with, right? Mm, I had a fine right there. Well, I mean, it was it was it was tough. You know, he was on game day ninety six, I do believe. Uh, Terrell was easy to get along with. He was easy on the eyes and things of that sort. And then the next, I think, believe the next time they got it uh, was with Peyton Manning, right? When they had Von Miller, um, and, and that was yeah. sort of a haymaker year, right? When they won that one. Yeah. Against Cam Newton, I think we talked about that on the show four months ago. Um, but like I said, I mean, you know, they they made Tebow look good at the end of the day. Tebow looked good. He won over there, man. People forget that he did not have a failed season. It's just uh, certain teams around the league um, they were they were on the fence about him taking a knee, and uh, on the Cincinnati man. Well, I mean, can I can I ask you one more thing though? Like, you think Tebow could like sue the NFL for uh, racial discrimination uh, in the name of Jesus? Jesus. No, I'm I'm serious. I, I feel like <laughs> Tebow didn't get a shot because he's white. Because he's white? Yeah, the NFL turned their back before they turned their back on Kaepernick. They turned their back on Tim Tebow. Uh, well, the scouts are back to differ on that. Uh, oh, you know, they'll say it was a throwing arm, the throwing motion, the ability not to do X, Y, and Z. But I mean, he went on for. I mean, he he became a journeyman quarterback early, 
went to the broadcasting booth, came out of the broadcasting booth, and spent, what, a few years in the minor league AAA baseball. So I, I can't really say he was that bad. I guess, as they say, certain schemes you have to you have to come in to an organization that's willing to put a package together around you, and no one was willing to uh, to institute the Wildcat to help them be successful in the NFL. Well, if you take your knee on the sideline with no snaps, you're not gonna be in the NFL. A lot of people don't remember Tebow was the first one to take a knee on the sideline. Not happening. I plead the fifth. Whoa. <clears throat> Jerry. Jerry. Jerry can't keep the wanky in his tanky, in his penis. What you, I'm not sure what you're talking about. Hey, man. Jerry has a scandalous, scandalicious, has a scandalicious scandal coming out right now, man, where allegedly, but more importantly, almost, this is almost 99.9% accurate that this young girl from the great state of Arkansas mother was paid off to conceal the fact that she uh, got she got poured by uh, Jerry Jones and <laughs> conceived the baby. And so there it I'm is. Gonna... 25 years later, man, she's a 25-year-old daughter is coming forward. And all she wants Jerry to do is say, you're my daddy. Uh, I'm not, I don't, so what, like, where, uh, are you done reading the story? Because I'm trying to find out where the scandal is. Uh, isn't he married? Is Jerry Jones married to, a, like, uh, what, what do you mean, like, to a woman or to an organization? I'm not sure what you're asking. <laughs> Hey, listen, man, if you got to pay to hush, 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 you know, uh, apparently there's a reason why you're, you don't yep. want to claim this child as a legitimate child. Oh, he's married. Oh, uh, because I went to Walmart and I tried to find uh, one of my favorite movies, Primary Colors, on DVD, and I walked around the whole store. And finally, someone tapped me on my left shoulder and told me they're out of stock. Mm. Damn. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it was a great movie. And, and John Travolta was in that movie, too. I think it was Kathy Bates. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Good movie. Real good movie. <laughs> well, Jerry, man. Jerry's out there, man. He's out there. He got a, he got a baby. Came and, up, uh, and I that, believe that was $300,000, right, to keep quiet? Is that how much she alleged? Three seventy-five, man. So if she put that in a, a great interest-bearing account, uh, she may be a millionaire at least right now. Well, that ain't enough, though. She come, she coming for her piece of that Dallas Cowboy franchise. Must be. Well, and, and that's what I was at. That's what I was like. $375,000 is pretty cheap to a tycoon, right? So I... I guess my my next question is, uh, yeah, this kind of looks like a Jerry thing because he most definitely underpaid, right? Oh yeah, yeah. This is yeah, yeah Jerry, you did it. Three hundred. Hey, she didn't even get a million dollars. Yeah, that was Jerry. Yeah, he got he gave a rookie. He gave a rookie contract. <laughs> my, my bad. He gave a 
he gave her he gave her practice squad pay for four years. Oh, yeah, yeah, Jerry, you should overpay. And so, yeah, so I'm just trying to get the story straight here, you know, in all seriousness. She says she's uh she's suing. She's alleged she's alleging. I don't know how we could say she's alleging if he paid her mother off, and we got an attorney that we can uh point the finger at, uh, based out of Arkansas, Mr. Donald Jack himself. Mm-hmm. He set up two trusts, one for the girl, one for the moms. The paternity was kept a secret, and young lady, Alexandra Davis, who lives in Washington, D.C., of all places. Wow. Mm. Mm. Go figure. Oh, yeah. Washington Commanders. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I mean, like, uh, I, was, was he hanging with Snyder? That's the question. I'm sorry. You mean Snyder was hanging with Jerry? <laughs> Oh man! Who song that song? It's only for the night. Was that Lucy? It's only for the night. And, and uh, <laughs> you'll never shout out Jerry. Jerry, when you hear this podcast, uh, you know you, you know you know I'll be at church on Sunday every Sunday. Yeah, man, ninety-five. Right ninety-five. American airline ticket. Yeah, man, they got a paper trail on this guy here, man. Where's Jerry? Where's Jerry from? Jerry was born in Los Angeles. So but where's he from? But he was raised in Arkansas. I'm right now. Yeah. Yeah. Those boys, they do things a little bit different around those parts. It was three hours from Oklahoma, but it was a very mountainous region from my perspective. Hmm. Yeah. It is, it is, it is. Apparently, she's just under, she says she's under emotional duress uh, from not, from being in a situation with her mom where she felt abandoned and shunned and forced to live in secrecy since she was born in in 1996. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, she is, uh, she wants a little get back, man. She wants some paper. No, I don't. I think that's. I think that's not true. At the end of the day, I think this monetary donation. It, I mean, it could be for the Boys and Girls Club, for for all we know. No, no, no. She now works as a U.S. Uh, aide to the U.S. Representative Ronnie Jackson, Uh-oh. who who is who is who is a Republican from the state of Texas. Go figure. After working for fourteen months. Uh, exclusively in the White House during Donald Trump presidency. presidency. So at 25, she's worked for the Trump administration. She now serves as an aide to state representative, U.S. representative from the state of Texas. And um, Oh, so she went to uh, Dartmouth? She graduated from an Ivy League school, right? Uh, I'm stuttering over here because they haven't released that information. Oh, because uh, at 25 years old, uh, those are some some very high-end jobs, and I'm pretty sure her supposed father had absolutely nothing to do with that, right? Uh, uh, of course not. Jerry Jones is a, a man of uh, dignity, and uh, uh, he's looked at by the community as uh, a know, pillar. 
pillar of, of faith. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even say that with a straight face. Oh, man. Right. I said, Jerry, once again, I, I love and you. I can, yeah, man, and I I can only imagine, man, the, the, the press conference, man. I can see I can see Michael Irvin standing with his hands clasped, standing behind Jerry in solidarity, showing his support, Straight up. along with uh, uh, a few other individuals who've been released for drug and um, domestic violence issues. But no cowboy, the cow the cowboy way. In the words of Chris Rock, in his funny movie that he had. God bless America, no place else, man. And on to Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Chili and cinnamon rolls. <laughs> Philadelphia, man. Let's, 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 let's move on up 95, man. From from D.C. on up to Philly. Uh-oh. Philly, man. Philly, Philly, Philly. 76ers, man. They on the road. Great place to watch a regular season game. Hey, yeah, man. Hey, a few weeks ago, the tickets were dirt cheap. Now, sell out, man. Can't get they, in the building. So they, you say they there's sellouts playing on the team, or like, what do you mean, like, as far as the fans, the culture, <laughs> or what? Hey, man, take it how you want to take it. Hey, uh, Seventy-six. No. Oh no, no, I was just. Uh, I mean, I wasn't trying to. Uh, because you said sellouts, I, I wasn't quite sure. Because if I put, if I like put in sellouts in Wikipedia, I would be bombarded. <laughs> hey man, they're forty and twenty-four. They're right there at the top, uh, running to uh, running through the East right now, and it's an interesting matchup, man. So to date, I'm gonna be intrigued. The Nets are 33 and 33. I think they slipped down to the eighth, ninth spot. They're like uh, the Lakers right now mm. of the East. Mm. And <laughs> so at 33 and 33, man, the, the big hype is will he play or won't he play? And the person that I'm speaking of is Ben Simmons. I thought he was already playing. No, he hasn't. He hasn't. He hasn't. Registered one minute of play. That's the trade. There's only one guy in America that can help Ben Simmons right now, and his name is Bill Murray. Thanks. So if 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 I was a team owner, I would hire Bill Murray to live with Ben Simmons for six months. Hmm. Why is that? He. Do you know who Bill Murray is? Yeah, another comedian, the same comedian. Oh, the very, the very close friend of Ahmad Rashad. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. And also, also the star of my favorite movie, uh, something about Bob. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Forgot so I that. think, yeah, that's what Ben Ben Sim, Bill Murray needs to live with Ben Simmons for six months, and I guarantee we won't have this problem again. Well. Can't always get what you want, but he got what he wants. He got out of Philly. Um, so, what else is there, man? What what else is going on with him at this point? Um, 
that's going to help him return to the court. And uh, some of these, well, not some, but the Brooklyn Nets get their return on investment at this point because Philadelphia's looking good, man. Their last 10 games, they're 8-2. And the last 10 games for the Brooklyn Nets, they're 4-6. I know Kyrie had a 50-point game a few nights back, but that ain't enough, my guy. That ain't enough to carry the team. KD, I don't know, man. KD might be finding himself in a position as Clay Thompson, man. Well, oh. Yeah. Oh. Uh-oh. The wheels on the bus go. The wheels on the bus go. Sometimes them wheels stop, man. They won't go round and round anymore. You know, those knees, surgeries, things of that nature. I know KD is a very small guy, you know, uh, as far as weight, that is. Mm-hmm. But, but he plays very hard, man. He slashes. He's a cutter. And even though he's not dunking all the time, I mean, a jump shot. He plants, he plants, man, and he elevates when he's shooting. So that's a lot of tension on those knees every time he plants and jumps. I mean, so we see him sitting over there with major ice packs on. So I don't know. It's, some, it's, it's a lot of questions, man. So this time it was an ankle. Last time it was the Achilles. Is he breaking down? Oh, most definitely break it down. Uh, I think it was, I had a 1995 Nissan Maxima. Uh, it finally died out on me at 270,000 miles. You know, mm. just put new rims on. Put new rims on it. <laughs> you put them 16-inch aluminums on that? Oh, I had those spree wells, but at the time they showed them at Walmart, uh, the L plastic edition. Oh, oh, yeah, we riding center. Man, thinner. oh, hey, you, hey, man, you know, you know how we was doing, but, but like with yeah. KD, uh, so KD has to get a co-star uh, who doesn't like to coerce him. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and with Kyrie, I would have tried to ship Kyrie out first before. Uh, Harden and things of that sort, but once again, KD is a type of player, and I love KD's game, but he's going to have his headphones on while the coach is talking in the locker room before the game, right? All right, right. So, you know, I don't know. I, I uh, And shout out to Clay Thompson. We had, I believe it was about two or three months ago, we were celebrating his return on the Talking Shit podcast, and I think it was three and three and a half minutes into the segment, uh, we realized, oh, he's hurt pretty bad. Holla at me I in mean, March. Yeah, he lit it up, man. But uh, he's averaging 16 points a game. Oh, in the 20 in the 20 games that he's uh, played since his return, uh, 2.9. Let's let's call it three assists. And that's the only place that he's really been effective. I mean, his, his minutes. Let me just take a look here. 16 points a game, he's back. 16 points, but they are 4-6. and six. Yeah, but he's yeah. averaging 16 points a game, so they're successful. Uh, what would big the difference? What do you mean? You got to win, man. No, no. So, hold on. So, let me get this straight. So, he plays the toughest player and has to guard the toughest player every night for 89 years. 
Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, okay. I was going to say, I thought you were saying that was the, the present situation. No, no, no. Oh, so, and so when he gets a little hurt and he comes back and he averages 16 points, but we're losing. Now I'm not successful? I'm not deeming that as not success. Oh, definitely not. De- 16 points is, 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 you know, nothing to uh, look down at. But in their last 10, my bad. In their last hand, Golden State is three and seven, man. Hmm. It's third, stretch. They're third in the conference, but they're three and ten. The hot team right now is Memphis with John Morant kicking the hmm. Oh yeah. Phoenix, Devin Booker is shooting, shooting their eyes out over there, man. Seven yeah, he's playing right ball. Now. He's playing in the ball. Last hand. I, I think what he's I think we're getting the indication that it's okay for Chris Paul to uh, move on. You know to, the way that he's playing. Oh yeah, to the uh, what what team? Uh, God bless America, and no place else. <laughs> and that ain't political. But Phoenix has actually clinched the playoff berth already, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fifty-three and thirteen. Fifty-three and thirteen. They got the best record in the league. Um, again, the Memphis Grizzlies, they running, man, with Ja, 45 and 22. Let me just give you these top three, four teams right now. So it's Memphis, Golden State, Utah. We know Utah's a pretender. Oh, yeah. We're not going to get too happy about that. That play-in situation for the Lakers, looking pretty bleak, my guy. They're 2-8 and eight in their last 10. And uh, on the east side, What's really happening? Who's already been eliminated? Orlando's deadpan. Detroit, dead in the water. They're still playing done. basketball in Detroit? Yeah, I, I say, man. It's a cold winter. Mm. <laughs> cold winter, man. Hey, they still taking a shower in uh, that crazy water in Flint, man. Cold winter. Mm. New York, trash again. They cannot. They can't, they can't get over the hump, man. They cannot find... And lineup, but I'm hearing Bradley Bill is trying to he's trying to take the uh, the Amtrak north up to uh, up to Philadelphia in the off season. Oh, the workout? Now, nah, man, he wants to team up with Harden and uh, MD if Harden happens to come back again. Uh, doesn't the uh, I thought does the city council have to vote on something like that? Hey. You know, you know, Bradley Beal has been unmovable for maybe the last five seasons. He's been on, he's been in trade, involved in trade talks. But he just wouldn't leave DC. But I think he feels the strongest chance that he has to keep the same property, residential property, that is more or less. <laughs> Take the train to work every day, go play in Philly, and come back home. Hey, it's not a bad option. Yeah, I mean, um, I uh, Bradley Bill, like, he, he's one of my favorite players. Every time I watch him, I uh, usually put on my uh, Nelly Country Grammar for background noise. There it is, down, down, baby. The Bulls, 76ers, oh, yeah. Milwaukee, and Miami. Top four teams right now. Miami's leading the conference on the eastern side. It's tight over there, man, very tight. Two games. 
two and a half games, three and a half games back, separates the actual conference winner uh, at this time. Teams that are starting to fade out, man. That boy Trey Young in them Atlanta, I almost said Falcons. <laughs> oh. They're in the 10th spot. Uh, Charlotte, they've lost their buzz, man. 3-7 and seven in the last 10. They're in the 9th spot. Brooklyn is at 8. 33-33, as I said. And uh, humbly, Toronto's still playing basketball up there, man, in the 6th. Well, uh, uh, so if you, my my biggest thing is if you mention Trey Young's name, uh, we we that's something that we can't be vague about. Hey man, I'm just trying to get on. I'm just trying to rattle you over there, man. So what is so, so what, I'm an AAU coach. Do do what is Trey Young? Do I do I want do I teach my kids to be Trey Young or Damian Lillard? <laughs> I'm sorry for that Eddie Murphy type laugh, man. <laughs> Which one is it, man? I don't know. You got to answer that one. No, I mean both of them are uh, are successful, but I mean there's a Ferrari, there's a Lamborghini. I guess it's more a, a preference, but I'm talking about curriculum and principles to teach the youth. Do I teach these kids to be Trey Young or Damian Lillard? Hmm. Whew. I don't know. That's that's a tough one. Guys play hard, man. I don't I, I don't want to just bash players, man. God, they they do play hard. These guys play hard. But in the grand scheme of things, man, Trey's in the hunt for the scoring title. Mm-hmm. At twenty twenty seven point eight points a game. He's passing the ball nine point four. Yep. Put it up. But it always boils down to who you're surrounded by in in Atlanta. Atlanta doesn't traditionally have two strong players. Mm-hmm. Always one man guy leading team, a la the Dominique Wilkins era. So, you know, the next best thing to Trey on this team is sixteen points a game, fourteen points a game, thirteen points a game. Those are the the, the next best scorers on the team. So, you know, saying that to say, you're not gonna get it done like that in the NBA. And those sixteen, and those guys averaging sixteen points, those numbers may be a little fabricated because Trey Young is averaging almost 10, 10 assists a game, right? Yeah, nine point four. Yeah. And Damon Lillard, you know, I'm trying to pop over and. See how he was performing before injury. Uh, Portland, Portland Trailblazers with Damon Lillard. He was averaging man. They're not even giving him credit. Let's see what we got here. Was he the leading scorer? Wow. Oh. Twenty-four points a game. Twenty-nine games played. Four rebounds. Seven assists. Again, pretty similar players. Yeah. At the end of the day. When it comes down to performance, but those two those two organizations, it's something in management, it's something in coaching that is not working out for those organizations because 
I want to say hell. What the last? <laughs> and I, I, I know, I know they've been in. I know they've been in the playoffs, but it's kind of freaky that I can honestly say the last time I seen Portland Trailblazers in the playoffs was when Clyde the Glide was there. Mm. Oh, Jerry Porter. Oh, well, you can't forget about Rasheed and Bonzi Wells. Yeah, I know they went, but you know, I'm just saying. It was a it was it was it was it was so short lived. Every time they put these great athletic teams together, that's it. They're just athletic teams, man. They're not doing anything for the long run, man. They're not they're not a threat. Not a threat. I don't I don't I wouldn't even consider I wouldn't even consider Dane Lillard a threat at the end of the day. And the question is, can he go somewhere else? and humble himself to actually win. Yeah, man, as I was saying, I don't think Dane can lead a team. We know Chris Paul can um you know Chris Paul can get your team rolling. But he's no Jason Kidd at the end of the day. That's um really I I I, I struggle thinking that Chris Paul's gonna lead those guys back to the finals again. Mm. So the, the West is a toss up to me. Um Booker is in great shape to lead that team going forward. But Dame Lillard, man, I'm starting to say I'm I'm, I'm going to go out on the limb and say he's starting to look like hype. At this mm. I think you have something against short players. I really don't, but I mean, at some point, everybody just turns into a Westbrook if you can't win. I'm not quite sure what that means, but hey, Westbrook scored, passed, rebound. He looks he looks awesome on the highlights. Mm-hmm. But he cannot get your team over the hump to win, or 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 play in any meaningful games in mm-hmm. the postseason. Mm-hmm. And, and shout I'm out to so- LA. Shout out to Jenny Bus. Shout out to whoever is in his corner that's backing him, that thought that he was the peach that was going to help the old man team of the Lakers get over the hump this year. But that team is nothing without Davis, man. At the end of the day, AD, shit, shit. They, they, at this point, you know, shout out to LeBron for trying to keep them and carry them on his back. But I think LeBron should have adjusted and rolled the way that uh, Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh sacrificed their game to let him be the focal point. I think he should be doing that at this point. And every all, all you know what I'm saying, all points should go through Anthony Davis when he returns. Mm-hmm. Make it happen. Protocol. Yeah. Glass. 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 Anthony Davis. Yeah, watch your watch your ankle when you open that refrigerator. <laughs> what was the guy name on uh, Punch Out? Glass Joe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ad, we, said, we yeah. love you though, Ad. AD Man, we AD. love you. Just put that pillow uh, in your car. So you don't get hurt. D Ray, look cousin, man. Anthony Davis, man. man Anthony Davis. I think he's from uh, Illinois. Yeah, that's D Ray, look cousin, man. You can't tell. Look right in the face. I see the same people. Are we done talking? Are we done talking about the Lakers? I'm not. I wasn't sure. Lakers. 
Yeah, yeah. you see what the place is named. Uh, NCAA basketball, man. Ever since the ever since the slap heard around the world, we've been getting violence. People, these players are choosing choosing violence, man. And uh, in the ACC conference game yesterday, Mm-mm. Syracuse versus Florida State, buddy, buddy, <laughs> buddy Beheim. I don't know if he's a coach son or not, but uh, buddy Beheim. You know, sucker punched another player from Florida State as he was, uh, you know, fighting for position for a rebound. Uh huh. So, and he's I, getting banned. So whoa. Is it? Is this? He's he's been he's he's gonna sit for a game, but is this Juwan Howard's fault? Well, when I saw I saw the uh, video of it, and that sucker punch kind of reminded me of uh, when Carmelo Anthony kind of punched that guy and kind of backed out pretty fast, sort of like the same swing and everything. And then I so happened to saw a memory on my Google Photos, and there was little Buddy with Carmelo Anthony when he was a kid right after they won the national championship in Syracuse in 2003. <laughs> so I was like, wow, that's really cool. Yeah, man. Learn from People that you see do it best. <laughs> man to man defense. Man. But no, but let's let's talk about NCAA, man, for what we know at this point. I'm just trying to trying to surmise right now. So it's a couple teams on the bubble, bracketology. Uh we're in March, but there's no madness right now, unfortunately. And a couple oh. teams out there, man, that are on the bubble. Your favorite team on the bubble right here. Here we go. Here we go. You ready? You oh, ready? oh yeah. Ready yeah. Memphis Tigers. Do they make it or not? Do they get into the field of sixty-four? Oh yeah. We. I mean, they, yeah. They. They. I mean, they have to. Uh, Imani finished up a, a very successful season. I think he just had like seventeen points. Oh. They slip in there, man. Here we go. Yeah. Six, 68 bracket, man. Memphis is in, possibly. Oh, yeah. But they're in a – they could be in a bracket where they ultimately, if they can get past TCU, they'll meet Gonzaga. <laughs> Let's see how that goes, uh, man. Gonzaga, I mean – you got to understand that may be the new place uh, to check in. Not necessarily going to be Cameron Stadium anymore. So uh, Mark Pugh and Gonzaga. Uh, I remember Mark Pugh recruited me when I was in high school, and that was actually uh, – I'm glad we were talking about But my, my A.D. Birchie, my high school coach, said, Hayton, I really – out of all the schools, I want you to go to Gonzaga. I think that will be the best fit for you. And this was in 2001. Two thousand and one. We're here now, man. Twenty one mm-hmm. years later, man. Trying to see what interesting teams are in. Carolina, in the, man. In like UNC. college basketball? Yeah, UNC, Duke is in there. Okay. Interesting draw for Duke in this bracket. 
They'll face Michigan if Michigan gets past Boise State. Oh. <laughs> mm. Jawan mm. Howard versus uh, old Coach K. Oh, I mean, that's just the respect level right there just for both of those guys. No, memories, man. Time out. Oh. I wonder I wonder will Chris be in attendance if that happens. Uh no, I think he's hanging out with Marv Albert right now. Um Okay. Chris Weber, yeah. Chris Weber that is. Yeah, because Chris Carwell was on the uh sideline with Mike Sussesky, so I just want the folks to know which Chris we're, we're referring to, not the Chris Carroll uh, who who kept up the uh, Jawan Howard, uh, you know, spectacle. No, not that guy. Yeah. Not that guy. Are we still talking about uh, men's college basketball now? Hoops, baby. Hoops, baby. It's that oh, season, yeah. Man. I'm sorry. I'm trying to, you know, Hoops, think about Hoops, something. Flavor love. Hoops. <laughs> I, I, it's so crazy because I'm tr- I'm coaching these kids so they can go play college basketball, but the only thing I think about is Bryce James tonight, right? You said Ronnie? No. Oh, well, what was I supposed to say? Oh, I I, I thought I thought it was a Freudian slip. Oh, man, I don't know. I see a lot of me in them. Okay. <laughs> well, on that note, man. High school basketball, Ronnie James, you know, he matched his jersey number in a playoff performance. (laughs) He put up a whopping zero in the most recent playoff loss that put him out of the playoffs. And they got blowed out, man, by almost 30 points by the other team. So if that's what we're waiting for in the NBA, Hey, how old is uh how old is Michael Jordan kid? I think they can come out of retirement, man. Man, Scotty Pippen's got a son at Vanderbilt. Yeah, so that's gonna be interesting, right? So in in a few years, mm-hmm. we could be seeing a league that is the host or the playground to Scotty Pippen Jr., Kenyon Martin Jr., maybe Bronny, but definitely Bryce. Uh, Wade's son may come from way deep off the bench somewhere. Uh, who else is out there? We got the Ball Brothers, and we can't we can't forget about the holidays. We got the holidays, the Holiday Brothers, Drew Holiday and his brothers. Yeah, but and, the, no. so that's the problem is is Scotty. This is why Scotty is so upset, and I keep telling everybody every day. If, if if like he's he's got a son almost averaging twenty points in one of the toughest conferences in college basketball as a sophomore, and see baby, and yet again, nobody's talking about him. Ain't nobody checking for him. Yeah, why? I mean, why? Like, why? Why? He's almost averaging twenty points in, in probably the top three conference in college basketball, and we're and we're grandfathering Dwayne Wade's son. Uh, you know, who couldn't tie his shoes before the game. <laughs> well, now, uh, I don't know, man. Pippen's son, 
I, I guess I guess I guess they say you know you are who you are at the end mm-hmm. of the day. And Sky Pippen was so reserved as a player. You know he led by his actions, and I I think that's the case with uh, Scotty Pippen Jr. He's not in the news. I mean Shaq's son gets more coverage than him, and Shaq's son doesn't even play. Mm. Uh, but he got a lot of NIL bills, and then I think he kind of looks more like his mom. Yeah, he does. But I'm just saying, you know, when you got people dominating the media spotlight, and uh, shout out to Jalen, Jalen Green, man, and the uh, Houston Rockets last night for something the Los Angeles Lakers ashed. Thirty-two points, man, Jalen Green. But, yeah. So that's that's the wave of the future. That's the waves. That's the wave of the future. Um, Why is it so hard to talk about basketball? This is weird. It ain't no big guys, man. Is that what it is? Yeah, there's no big guys, man. Because I am having a tough time, and I like coach basketball for a living, and, and this is this is very concerning for me just an internal type of thing. Like, I'm having a tough time talking about basketball, but when I talk about the NFL, boy, do I get excited. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, uh, you know, like I said, it's it's, it's crazy, man. Uh, crazy. So what, so what about, so, like, with the basketball right now, like, how come we're the only ones that suffer from mental health, but football players, are getting CTE and concussions uh, in their cranium, but in basketball, we're the ones that suffer from mental health. Elaborate. Well, Ben Simmons, is he's been out because of a, uh, a torn Achilles, right? I thought it was hurt feelings. Oh, Okay. Um, and then Zion Williams had surgery, uh, I'm not quite sure uh, how long ago uh, his surgery, a uh, cleanup was. Um, and, and then that's that's sort of a spectacle in itself. We have, and I know Imani Bates is not in the NBA, but it's very concerning when you supposedly left the team because of a back injury, and then all of a sudden you play and score 17 points in the last game. So this basketball thing is just very concerning. I'm not preaching masculinity or anything of that nature, but as far as consistency, uh, it, it, it is it's very concerning to me. You know, I don't know. This is not this is not good for the game. Period. Uh, the way that we're managing and the way that we allow some of these superstars to get out of a lot of different things when it's not a physical element. No big guys, man. Like I said, Scott Pippen, Jr. Mm-hmm. He's a, he's a small fry guy. He, he's like uh, damn. He's like Mikey Williams size. So I don't know if he'll he'll have the same success in the league that his father had. His father was long, you know. Uh, I know you're saying mental health, and I'm not trying to overshadow that or overlook that. But I go it back. It sounds to like, guys, but it's, it sounds like you are like the rest of America. 
No, no, no. It goes back to the size of these these, these young men and um and and the fortitude. I mean, if you spend your childhood looking like a celebrity, spending like a celebrity, you know, this is this is this is coming from. I was having this conversation with a woman, and she said, you know, differences with these players who pitch, right? The guys we adore from the nineties, mm-hmm. some some early some early two thousands, they had to play for this shit. Mm-hmm. So Michael Jordan wasn't rich; he was playing for something. So when his kids came around, and and this is no shot at them, they had lived like they had lived like silver spoons, man, Richie Rich. Mm-hmm. And so when it comes down to having that killer instinct or even working out and conditioning themselves to grow. Most of these guys are very undersized. Why? Because here's the kicker. If their mother wasn't a groupie, even if she was the main chick, these these abnormal giants from the 90s, in early two thousands, man, they 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 birthed kids with women that were that were you know borderline midgets five one five two five three. Mm. Mm. So like now you're an honorary geneticist. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know they say you get your height from somewhere. It's not gonna always be the genetics of the father. And I'm saying this as I'm looking at the picture right now, Stephon Marbury versus his son. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a good if, – if if Steph was 6'3", 6'1", 6'3", in that range, his son is like – if you're lucky – and, and, and let, me, let me keep it 100, man. I don't want to mar this kid. Let's see, Stephon Marbury, what, what, what was his height? Oh, maybe it's 6'3", right? Uh, media was six three, but I think it was six one. Six one. Mm-hmm. Six one, six two. Okay, so check it, right? Steph was six two. Six one, six two. His son is five eight, five two, five nine well five nine right now. That ain't gonna cut it. Well hold on, I asked you I just asked you twenty uh three minutes ago. I asked you point blank. I said, What do you have against short people? And you said nothing. Well, you, I don't, but oh. uh, we 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 all saw the slam dunk competition this year. <laughs> they said you need it some was, help, dog. They said you need yeah, some help. We, yeah, we saw the slam dunk competition, man. It was frustrating as hell watching the slam dunk competition with a guy taking four or five attempts to elevate, like he's walking out to the to, to the springboard, looking down in the water like. I want to dive or not, you know, with the, with the back and forward jump, and 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 not being able to reach the rim and dunk the ball with any regularity and success that we see them dunk the ball within the game, so the game is going to become boring because it's not being played above the rim as much anymore. Huh? It's going to become boring if if all we have to do. If all, all, if all we're looking at is guys coming down, they step two steps across the half-court line and chuck the ball up like Steph, 
What are we doing? Is uh, that basketball? Whoa. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, but, if it's three, if three, if I could get three and not two, or you want me to back them down in the post like Barkley and Jordan, nineteen ninety one. The game was about an intense battle, man, in the paint. Mm. It was played. Some some of the game was played above the rim. And even as I'm even even as I'm speaking of some of these guys, Stephon Marbury would come and put that. He would poke that thing on you, man. He'd come right down the middle and dunk on you. Mm-hmm. He didn't hold back. So we go from that to a game of shooters, and then we go to a game of rule changes where there's no hand checking. The the whole element of the game changes, and it loses its luster. Most of the older players don't even watch it anymore. So it's not about politics. What you're saying is about policy. Yeah. Hmm. So, it, it, so if that's the case, it, so how important is that guy in Memphis right now uh, to the game? So I mean, I, I think that. So what I'm trying to get to is America is having problems right now because we're confused. We don't know who to fall in love with. We wanted to fall in love with Zion, right? Everybody was on board. You know, we feel cut when LeBron is done. This is where we're going to be staying, right? And, and so, you know, Zion, whatever happened, the injury, uh, you know, that's what the that's what the report says. So that's what I'll go with. Uh, and, and then you have this guy in Memphis, and then you have Lamelo Ball, and, and you know, right now, I don't I don't know if I want a Twix or a Reese's Pieces cup, you know. Um, so it, I just think America. We're having trouble trying to figure out who we're supposed to love in the NBA. And it's it's not necessarily the juniors or second coming of former players. I mean, Mm -hmm. and shout out to the Boozer brothers. Let me Mm -hmm. not forget those those guys that are the names. Carlos Boozer's son coming out of Florida. Mm -hmm. Uh, He he has a big man and he has a, a tweener. A little bit in between, you know, but that's that's the face or potential face of the game in the upcoming years. And um, I'm not going to hate on the game the way that old guys hate on rap music these days. I'm 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 going to I'm going to hold my opinion until I see who makes it where and how the game is shaping up. But it's definitely a different game. It's not played with the aggression that it was once played with is not played with the intensity that it was once played with and the rule changes you know it makes it makes it different and like Giannis said shout out to Giannis oh Giannis Giannis is, mm-hmm. uh, he said I don't care about those guys I'm not here to be friends with everybody and again, and I think that's a part of the problem. Like, yeah, I don't want to see these guys come to blows every game like a hockey match. But if all of you guys are gonna be partying after the game and having your Instagram picked up and showing who got on the nicest shoes, jewelry, this that, and the other, ah, I think something got to change, man, in the in the level of competitiveness in order to make basketball more interesting. 
and I, I hope that it doesn't get to a point where the sport is hanging on by a thin, a thin string, or they have to use some level of gimmick in order to keep you interested in basketball, where they're putting in, you know, the ten-point shots, you know, things like that, in order to make 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 you want to follow the game. I mean. I think William Shatner warned us all, like, at, at the end of the day, John Stockton didn't have to have a conversation with a teammate and ask him, why did you unfriend me on Facebook? No, not at all. So when you, I think when you have that type of uh, media uh, at your hands, as far as being social media and things of that sort, it, 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 it I mean, back then, guys pride themselves on the less words they said in an interview, and and now there's guys who pay people to interview them. <laughs> right? A lot. A lot. Yeah, man. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's a little, you know, it, it, it's, I think it's just a little different. I'm not saying one generation exonerates the other, vice versa. But I, I'm just saying, but uh, I'm talking from the people's perspective, like we don't know uh, who to fall in love with. LeBron, LeBron, we were very spoiled with LeBron James. LeBron made it very easy to love and hate. Yeah, yeah, he got a twenty-year winner, man, almost. So, uh, and we as a people, we got to figure this out. And Lamelo Ball is Magic Johnson, but only problem is Magic Johnson played the eighties. I mean, I love his game. He's very talented, but you know, and that guy in Memphis, he he's very Jordanish, uh, mixed with an Allen Iverson to me a little bit. But we, America, just doesn't trust Memphis. At the end of the day, I mean, uh, we, we just don't trust Memphis. <laughs> I'm sorry. So it's so, so it's no it's, it's no money bag to you, huh? No, I mean it's just something about Memphis where you, you know, I mean, get to Graceland and Corky and usually get out. Ah, hmm. uh, tough one, man. Tough one, man. But hey, I'm hearing this from the HBO show that's going on right now, and uh, HBO show about documenting the Lakers in its heyday as the Lake Show was being built. Can you believe Jerry West did not want any parts of Magic Johnson? Uh, what? Like, what do you? Jerry what do you, West did not want to draft Magic Johnson. What are you trying to do today? What are you trying to say? Hey, man, I'm just, I'm just taking it back, man. It's Throwback Thursday, so we're going a little bit back in time. I, I, I saw a little social media outbreak where uh, there was a lot of. Uh, unfavorable comments directed towards Jerry West and the likes of F you. Jerry West is a hater, things of that nature. And I was like, what's going on? And I went and took a look at it. And, you know, there were reports per the show, the way it's written. Jerry Jerry West did not want to draft Magic Johnson. Uh-oh. Could you ever imagine Magic not being a Laker? Whew, I'm glad you stopped right there because I was afraid that you were about to call Jerry R word. Oh, nah. Thank you. I wouldn't. 
Thank you. I will. Unnecessary. No, we 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 we're speculating. No, no. Well, he didn't like him as a player, but the way that you were going on that rant, I thought the next thing that was coming out of your mouth was going to be the R word, and you know, uh, come on, that's not. Nah, it takes a lot for me to accuse somebody of being a, a, a one that doesn't like other people. Nah. <laughs> a lot. Magic Johnson. So, I mean, because I, I looked on Google, I can't find any pictures of those guys together. None. Not even despite the Kobe tra- tragedy. You know. Huh. Ooh. But I'm going to say this, though. Go ahead. I'm oh, sorry. no, no, no. Silent silent wars are, are really the best ones to write about. But go ahead. Yeah. Listen. Now we're talking about NCAA, talking about the NBA, and I had time to look at the uh, the game. But I've just gone back and looked at last year's draft alone. First 10 picks, there was only two guys over 6'9 mm. selected. The league is shrinking, man. They're, they're, I think what we're starting to see is a lot of, of – uh, Athletic football players that don't want to play football player that don't don't want to play football anymore that mm-hmm. converts somewhere along the line in their uh, in their high school days and they switch over to basketball and and, and that's what we <laughs> that's what we are watching right now man the big guys are not there and it's kind of like heavyweight boxing and so. Mm-hmm. You know, thinking of thinking about that in the way that boxing uh, pretty much evolved and fell off after MMA, I'm, I'm, I'm just really I'm just really hoping that um, the NBA survives, man, another ten, fifteen years. Yeah, because I mean, I mean, I really love getting thirty miles per gallon, and if I own the NBA basketball team. I'm gonna I'm gonna need to know how tall he is because there's 84 games per season, and so what the executives, and this is where Rich Paul can come in and save our lives again. Uh, the NBA has to go to 54 games per season, or they're gonna be done. Ooh, critical man, critical. Well, I won't debate that. I mean. Kate Cunningham, the number one draft pick, was only 6'6", man. Oklahoma State. Yes, sir. I wish you, baby. Zen I don't Green know. was 6'4". And uh, it was pretty interesting. Uh, one of these guys here was six foot six feet tall. Zayn Suggs, I think, six foot. Yeah, 6'5". So... Hey, man, Rich Paul, by the way, he's getting a movie. Guy that plays Franklin. Franklin in Snowfall is going to do a uh, story about, oh, I, I, what, do, what do we call those stories? It's not a documentary, but, yeah, I guess a, 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 a biopic. Bio yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so my, favorite, so my favorite actor on... 
on on uh, uh, primetime TV is teaming up with my favorite behind the scenes consultant to do a show. Is that what you just told me? That's what it is, man. That's what it uh, is. So how much money do I get for sending out those airwaves to direct channels? Hey, man. You set up that account you in. <laughs> yeah. Account you in. Well, because Dion is having a tough time pivoting. Uh, you know. uh, yeah, I mean, I guess so. If if if, if it, he can no longer say ten toes down, so whoa, no fun. Whoa, yeah, man. Yeah, careful with that. Make, careful with that. Make sure y'all take care of y'all health, man. Take care of your health. Blood clots. It was been reported blood clots in his leg. Uh, compromised from Dion and uh, his health, his health, his well being, and. He had two toes amputated, and this is his account. He has a story, a document that's coming out, and it's going to be a documentary coming out, uh, I guess following him in his first year at Jackson State. So it's going to be pretty emotional, knowing that one of the best players in the game that pretty much remained fit most of his life. He's never been morbidly obese, but, you know, he suffered blood clots. Um, and his lower in his leg, and um, it cost him where two toes were amputated. And you know that's that, that's that's been quietly noted around the league, man. But guys, you got to take take care of yourself, man. Take care of yourself. So why are steroids bad? Steroids? Yeah. Steroids. Yeah. Why are they bad? Because uh, it's it, it, it's the number one drug my whole life where people tell you not to do it, but people who do it are bigger and stronger and get third contracts. But they tell you not to do it. But nobody really tells you the uh, uh, some of the uh, after effects of, of using steroids for an extended period of time. And I, I, I never, I don't know. I mean, I guess all I could say is, Lyle Elveda, man, do your research. Oh. Uh. Lyle Elzado, one of the biggest, toughest uh, Los Angeles Raiders or Oakland Raiders from uh, yesteryear in the NFL. You know, see him at his height and see him just before he passed. And I, I guess that's the dangers of steroids, man. It's going to pump you up, but you're definitely going to uh, <laughs> you're gonna fizzle out, man, before you go and shrink up. Hmm. Oh, I'm not suggesting Deion Sanders was using steroids. I just want to clarify that online. No, oh. no, I, I, I didn't. I didn't feel that you were insinuating that at all. So what would? Man, oh, that's kind of. I'm sorry. Did I just? I just told on myself. <laughs> no, you good, man. You good. You good. Let me get your take, man. Tigers in the Hall of Fame. Shout out to Tiger Woods. Just a, just a mm. quick, 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 quick one. Snowfall, man. Have you been keeping up with it, man? Where we at? So right. I'm, I'm, I'm. Get another season. Uh, yeah, they, they have at this juncture, they sort of, they sort of have to, when nobody's really around you. I mean, that's a show that's really. When when you can write a, a pilot like that on on real actual historical narrative, um. I mean, you you kind of have to, right? 
this is what the history channel should be invested in actually hey every day i'm hustling yeah yes sir but but what but so what my question is is what separates franklin from from all of these other devious uh characters like what what what's the difference i mean it's, it's still the same product that he's pushing but i'm I'm just wondering what is the difference between this character and scarface you know or, or any of uh, pablo escobar or anything like that what what's the difference long time vision man was trying to get out of the street long before he got way deep in it I don't know. I just snowfall. It, it's I guess the only reason why I watch it is because it makes me very uncomfortable uh, seeing drug dealers interact with uh, sanctioned government entities. Yes, so uh, is, is that the lore of the show? You think, or 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 is it goes into some of the historical uh, moments as far as Black Panthers? And where they used to hide out, and where you know, this person is on this side, but they were still conforming with this other person on that side. And you know, I know it's a, uh, uh, I know it's loosely based on non-fictional events, but the same stuff they're talking about coincides with a lot of stuff we found out after Ronald Reagan died. I mean, the the the, the show is set. It's pulling in, it's drawing in 5 million viewers per show. Number one show on FX. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, everyone is, as they say, man, everyone loves a bad boy. And that's what I'm going to end this show at. All I can say is take that, take that. Mm. Straight up. Straight up.